Here we are live at the Line Hotel for the Independent Lodging Congress. This is Christopher Plant, and I'm sitting here with Sonia Haffey from VSTAR. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So thank you for sitting down to talk to me. We're here at this Independent Lodging Congress, and we did a little warm-up, and we talked about mindset, and we talked about the things that you would learn here. How did you end up deciding that you wanted to come to this conference? Uh, so Andrew is amazing and does a lot of amazing things for a lot of people. And I love that how they integrate everybody and everybody comes here really open minded. Yeah. And we're all wanting to share and help each other. And I think that's a big component. Um, I came here originally because the founder of the company is Venus Williams. Mm -hmm. And she was asked to speak um, three years ago at ND. And I, it was my first one. And I was like... How many independent lodging congresses have you been to? This is my second Great. Congress. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to some other events, but it really sold me on how open and inviting and sharing ideas. Everyone yeah. here is pretty brilliant, yeah. honestly. Well, so what do you do for VSTAR? I run the company, so mm -hmm. I'm the principal. Mm -hmm. So business development, design. I'm an interior designer by trade been there 13 years, helped Venus build it from the two of us to now 11 designers. Awesome. And support staff. Yeah. So. Well, we hear a lot in the media about the extraordinarily other talents of Venus and Serena. And so what made Venus think that she wanted to do something like this, to have a design company? So I'll tell her story because I've heard it a few times. Yeah, I bet. I feel comfortable sharing it. Well, um, and you're in it. I'm in it. You're a part I of the story. The story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I hope you're a subject matter expert. I am. So uh, her father's really cool in that he always said you have to do more than just tennis, right? Yeah. We all know that side. And that's what she really excelled at, tennis, right? We all know that story. And so she was always looking for something else. And then in her 20s, she realized, I love design. So fashion design and interiors. So she went to school for fashion design and then opened an interior design company doing very high-end luxury residential. Mm -hmm. And then she did that first stint from 2002 to 2008. And then there was a crash. I remember. Yes. Don't <laughs> we all? Um, yeah, that so was it also affected her, yeah. right? She shut down the retail shop, shut down her company and said, I should have been diversified, right? Yeah. Like you would diversify your portfolio right. in the stock market. So she called someone and said, hey, do you know anybody that would want to start the company ground up basically again and build it on a commercial level yeah and my name came up because yeah. we had a mutual friend and i'd sworn off design because i was burned out yeah and uh and, I you, had, and you had an entrepreneurial bug yeah i uh had my company in miami mm -hmm. and i'd sold it in 2007 you're also <laughs> telepathic and also <laughs> telepathic. have a deep understanding of the spiritual world and knew what was coming down the line you're like you know what i'm going to prepare myself for this i had no idea it yeah. was great timing <laughs> and Sword off, yeah. moved to Palm Beach, started a family, and then told my husband, I am not a stay-at-home mom. That is such a tough gig. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to work, and then I got the call from Venus. Yeah. And so it was a little bit of both. Like, you were in a world where you felt secure in the universe because Venus was also very successful otherwise, and you got to activate that part of your brain that was more than a stay-at-home mom, nothing against stay-at-home moms, but I know uh, yeah, I a it. lot of moms that are uh, 
underemployed or you know not able to get the the full value of their brains just from what they're doing as a mom and so that was cool and so what was it like to start to did you do that in 2009 yeah 2000 it's um, so you took a little break while the entire world was not moving yeah and uh, got the value time. from that <laughs> and then you started something else so 13 years yeah, 13. Lucky number 13, yeah. I call well, it. It looks like you're almost going to make it. We're, we're, you're almost entering your 14th year. Yeah. And so what was it like to start up a brand with a, attached to a celebrity? Interesting. Probably, I probably didn't... underestimated and overestimated. Overestimated. Yeah. Yes, correct. I actually didn't realize who she was at first because I don't follow tennis. And I know that sounds really stupid, but... <laughs> Uh, pretty ignorant, and yeah. she wasn't standing in the interview, so I didn't uh -huh. get the stature. Or I didn't. And I was like, she just looked familiar to me. And then when we started working together and all those connections, I was like, this is going to be a joke, yeah. right? This is the easiest thing ever. It has been very challenging because, like you said, everyone knows that story. If yeah. we were to say, hey, do you want to build a tennis center? Uh, yeah, she knows that. Hey, yeah. do you want to tell us how to ergonomically design a tennis racket? Yeah. Got it. Hey, I want you to let me design space. Yeah. With a tennis player? Right. You know, it, was, it was just like... Why are you qualified? And right. And it could be easily misunderstood as some type of vanity project. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's a passion, and she's not pretending to do it, and she's not pretending to know everything about it. That's why she hired me. Right. To build it, and that's why I hired people smarter than me and better than me in design to help run the company right. and make it... A, reality but it's been a hard hurdle right to get over and really what she brings to the table is like perfection and drive and steering a ship and like i'm gonna do this yeah and that's her element well and it's 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 real correct right and i think that probably in those types of situations where somebody might start a business to keep them busy you know, without necessarily having the, the passion behind it, thinking that like, oh, yeah, I'll use it as a write off or I'll use it to just collect money on my name. But it seems like you guys are doing the real work. And so tell me a little bit about some of the first projects that you got off the ground and what that felt like. Yeah. So some of our first projects were in multifamily. That mm -hmm. was where I was really strong in multifamily. I'd done a lot of condos in Miami. And so that was kind of an easy fit. I used my portfolio to introduce us. Actually, I couldn't use a lot of the designs that were done by V-Star prior to me because they were very specific residential Palm Beach mm -hmm. aesthetic. And I thought that's not gonna work in hospitality. Mm -hmm. So I even created, you know, digital renderings with the company and said, okay, here's we're gonna go with renderings right now in my portfolio because that's what we have. It's so our first project. Not that I don't love what you've done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, I love it. It's just not for this. We yeah. had to rebrand. That yeah. was part of it. Mm -hmm. um, the branding was very, again, residential. So all of that. So getting past that hurdle and then first projects and then bringing on team members, you know, our first, you know, design hire to assist with it. With, that was awesome. And then opening the first project was a really big deal. I mean... I think it was a big deal for her too, yeah. is seeing it thrive. Yeah. Well, and, and probably feeling like there was an element that the business could grow into. And, you know, the hospitality sector, similar, we were just talking about the shavers. And I was talking to Ashley, and he's like, new members of our audience are born every day. 
you know, so he's in a business that there's a real existing universe of. And so once you had your first big project, what did that feel like and what made you want to keep growing it? Yeah, that's interesting. So when I first started, I said, I'm only going to be part-time. I am going to be a 1099. I do not want to be anyone's employee. Mm -hmm. And as it grew, it became one of my children, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not only that side of it, but you, when you're an entrepreneur and you have that spirit, when you start building these and you're seeing it kind of grow up, you just can't leave. You yeah. can't let go. And so it was just having the clients, repeat client, that says everything. And then it's just, it's real. And then you still want to keep it and nurture it and continue to grow it. And so walk me through like one of your more recent projects that you've done. When you, when you speak of hospitality, is the focus primarily in, in food service or is it retail or what do you feel like the niche is? Okay. So we have quite a few projects and I'm going to joke a little bit here because I'm a little bit of a joker. <laughs> so majority of our projects are multifamily, which a lot of people don't see as hospitality. Yeah. But very early on, everything that we would design was based around a target market, a demographic, a locale, a storyline, and did that in multifamily. And yeah. none of them are the same. So that this was- this is all South Florida? They're all over the country. So we have yeah. projects from South Florida. We have a project we just opened last week in LA. Yeah. So that's where it started. And it was that hospitality thought process and provoking that into multifamily. And then over time, we have hotel lobbies, guest rooms. We've done F&B. We just finished a huge spa in Palm Beach Gardens mm-hmm. around the corner from my house. <laughs> And You're like strategic. Strategic. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go attend this check spa. out my business again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a business expense. Yeah. Um, research and development. Research and development. Yeah. And then I just about, we have Boutique Hotel also, but it's these residences that are 18,000 square feet. So these yeah. things, they're monsters, yeah. right? Okay. So the brand grew up. It got really serious. You're very busy. And you're still coming to a conference to learn and connect. I think that's everything. If you don't continue that side of it, if you don't continue this, if I don't have friends in the design industry, Mm -hmm. pure group, then in the end, I'm not going to be able to grow. I'm not going to be able to learn. You'll get stagnant and I feel like you'll end up failing at some point. No, it's good. I mean, I, I, but I know that there are a lot of people who end up like feeling like they know what they need to know and they're going to do what they're going to do and to just get buried under projects. And so I think it's cool that you've decided that you do want to continue to learn. And so how do you build that? How many employees are you now? We have 12. Okay. So it's still relatively containable. I mean, that's not massive, but you are definitely have a lot of lives to help manage. Yes. That is, and I take that very seriously. How was that having 12 people to manage during the pandemic? And like, were you 20 before and then 12? Or were you able to keep your employees during the pandemic? We were 11. We did have to let two go. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of the worst days I've ever had. Yeah. Because they're... And for the viewer at home, it looks like she really means that. I do. Yeah. It was really like I could cry about it now. You know, I love Just these don't people, hit the right? <laughs> Just don't put the tears in the microphone. <laughs> it's too expensive. Can't get that back. 
Yeah, so it's just, I take it very seriously. These people, they're not just transactional. They're doing something for me and I'm giving them a paycheck. Like, I'm responsible for their life. I'm responsible for their child if they have one. I'm responsible for their rent. I'm responsible for the all the cost that's going up. How are they going to meet their grocery bill? When you're in that role, that you letting somebody go should be taken very seriously. Yeah. You are changing the course of their life. Yeah. That's a great way of thinking about it because it, it is easy to underestimate, especially when you're running a business that has a bottom line and you're looking at projects one, two, three years in the future and designing things. It might be easy to default to like an employee being perceived as an input, but they're actually human. They have hearts, minds, emotions, responsibilities, and lives. And so building for that is really important. I mean, and we've heard a lot about that, you know. What was one of the, the primary takeaways for you from this event? So the very first person that spoke, Kimberly. Yeah. Um, with Grant Boulevard. Yeah. Her Shout story. Shout out Philly. I mean, way to go, Philly. Yeah. Brought up a good one. That yeah. is, I mean, her story is unbelievable. And that just shows, like, perseverance, determination, um, caring about a human, whoever that was that got involved in her, that teacher or otherwise, mm-hmm. that all they had to do was care about that human. And then that human was able to get an education and do great things for other humans. Yeah. Like that's everything. Yeah. I, well, I love that. Kimberly and I are super homies and we uh, are working on products together already. And, and I, I had a, a funny moment with her where afterwards I was like, honey, you just fucking crushed it. You're fierce. You're beautiful. You are. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I, I felt like the room was flat. I was like, no, they, it wasn't flat. They were scared. <laughs> you, you had given them such a message. Nobody was checking their text messages at a conference, a business conference with, you know, compelling, busy people. She had gripped their emotion. I said, you successfully achieved, you know, because I was trying to get her to come hang out on the night before. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm low key nervous. And I was like, you got it. You, you, you know it all. So just stand up there and focus. And then I was down here with her in the morning. She's like, should I, should I stand or should I sit? I said, like, you do a little bit of both. Right. And she was moving around and she really um, told an incredible story. And she runs a mission-driven business, you know, B Corp. And she's doing the work and she cares about people. And I think that one of the things that I heard from her is that, you know, like her strongest tool is her empathy because of where she came from. And even saying that out loud is a unique position because people are almost always looking to present themselves in the affirmative sector. And empathy is not necessarily always viewed as a a sort of marketable asset. It might be something that you need or that you require of yourself. But, you know, so I'm very happy to hear you say that. And so is that something that will you look to, like, potentially do some business there? Is this you're cultivating ideas, you're connecting with people, you're learning do you see opportunities to connect with the people that come to an event like this? Absolutely. Yeah. With anyone or make a connection for them. So I know, for I instance, know it was an obvious question, but I had to ask. It, you know. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. and she's a, she's a rock star. She should know this. Hopefully she'll hear this. But yeah. yeah, I wrote down one of her quotes. I don't do that. Yeah. I took out a notebook and wrote it down. Do you remember what the quote was? No, I was looking for it, but it was just about human and that human connection. Yeah. And, um, I think she said progress moves at the speed. Correct. Of the relationship. Of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like... No, I actually, I've been with her multiple times when... Trust. 
That's what it was. Yeah. Personal trust. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. It was like, boom. And I, <laughs> she's so well-spoken. Yeah. And you know these things, yeah. but they're never brought to the foreground. You're like, you come to these other conferences. I go to a lot. Mm-hmm. And your perception of other people and how they present themselves and yeah. everybody's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a little different. Type A personality. No, I think that people come here already having disarmed many of their potential triggers and ready to connect and and also ready to help. I think that that's the other thing. I think that there is a very clear sensation from the top down. Thank you, Andrew Benioff. That there is a higher level of intention at an event like this other than just coming to meet somebody to get a job or to meet somebody to extend some pre-existing narrative. But I mean, it's, it's a very cool conference and I think that, that people take a lot from it. And so in that vein, what's the next big project that you're going to work on that you're truly excited about? Um, one that we recently opened that I'm really proud of. There's a few. So one recently was in Harlem mm-hmm. and the project is 60% workforce housing Love and 40% it. market rate. Mm-hmm. So the design... Yeah, that's a ratio for, you don't hear much, right? No. And it's in the middle of Harlem, which was a food desert. So they brought in a food component, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the lottery for the workforce side. But the market rate went like this because the design was there. Yeah. And all of those people have access to the same amenities and the same design. And that... That really warms my heart. That's fantastic. And you said there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple. A spa, which is totally other side. Yeah. The spa we just opened. Um, around the corner from your house. Around the corner from my house. Yeah. Uh, love it. Yeah. it. It was able, it was really cool because that spa had needed some TLC, right? It had been forgotten for mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. And it was successful, but aesthetically, it wasn't what you were expecting. So we were able to make some floor plan changes and some aesthetic changes to really make it a whole new project. And I just love it. That's fantastic. And so, you know, like roles and responsibilities and, you know, the world is such a tricky place now. And the political landscape, even of like where you live, is crazy. And you would know that whether you're red or blue. And the history of the Williams sisters, and you already mentioned um, their father, is such an incredible story. What's it you know, like for you to be a steward of that kind of relationship and that, like, how do you get that messaging out into the universe about what they've done and and why what you're doing matters as a part of that? I think the world knows a little bit more about their story after the film came out. For sure. Which is so cool because I'd heard the little tidbits of it over time and I was able to see it on screen. And there's so much more that wasn't told, which is also amazing to see that they have such a strong family. I always say, I hope my kids are as strong as you are as family. And I think that when you get that family unit and that support behind you, that's how you make the world turn. I don't see myself as part of that. I see myself as being able to witness that, which is super cool. And I don't mean the tennis side. I mean, like, just a crazy cool family that went through a lot to get where... Very publicly. Yeah, to get where they are. And just to watch it is, I just feel honored to be... A part of it all. A part of it. That's it. And I would argue that 
since you've been a part of, you know, Venus's, you've been with her for at least 30% of her life now. So you're a part of the story. Yeah. Uh, I think you should not undersell that. Yeah. Well, we're, we're close. I would say at this point, we're more friends than we are business partners. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it's, it's actually nicer to begin a relationship through business and let it evolve mm-hmm. into a friendship because you have the complicated part out of the way. Yeah. It's easy to start a business with a friend and then learn new things about them, you know, and so that way from that coming business first is unique and has, there's a lot of value there Yeah. because you're learning a lot about who that person is when, when there is stuff that's truly on the line, money, yeah. reputation, time, you know, so I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's just my job. I tell her all the time is like, my job is to give you some of your time back. So when people call and they're like, hey, can I talk to Venus? I'm like, well, you know, I'm the designer, so mm-hmm. I, you need to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of it. It's like, yeah. I want to give her her life because, yeah. you know, she's very busy. Yes. <laughs> and now you are as well. And now I am as well. Yeah. And I am Sonia with V-Star, and we're recording live here at the ND Lodging Congress at the Line Hotel in Los Angeles. <laughs>